Well, across the Tasman, we head there. We find Chris Russell, our Australian correspondent. And Chris, uh, it seems as though you Aussies have been lauding it over us Kiwis for a couple of weeks now, saying we're going to walk away from an EU FTA if it is as terrible as New Zealand's one. And you've done just that. Good afternoon. Yes, g'day, Ro. How are you going? Yes, look, uh, we have walked away uh, and... Um, uh, I think, as I've said previously, you know, there's no point in us doing a deal that's not good for both sides. And in, in the sort of deal that New Zealand has done, from Australia's perspective, um, you know, it's just not a good deal for us. There's got to be dollars in it for us, and the limits they were placing on the amount of beef and lamb and so on into Europe are just not there to make it worthwhile. We don't value maybe some of the things you value, like access to to um, uh, Europol and uh, some of the trade investment things that you've as part of your agreement. So it's different. We also have 25 million people uh, as consumers here compared to 5 million New Zealand. So it is a different situation to New Zealand. But nonetheless, at this stage, we have walked away and uh, they will go back next week. Everyone's keen to do a deal, but they've got to be realistic about it. I guess the other little fly in the ointment is that we're not prepared to accept the loss of some of the classic names like Feta and Prosecco and these sort of brands that were brought out here by Europeans years ago. And in the sake of, in the case of Prosecco, Prosecco was just a great name um, and therefore able to be used. And then the Italians changed it from a great name to a place name and then claimed that they owned it. I mean, we're, we're not just not going to play that game. So that's another reason we walked away. And I think the final straw is the, the attempt by the EU these days to exert its regulatory um, uh, requirements on some of our traditional markets in Asia. And while we can't do anything about that, it's up to the Asians to adopt whatever regulations they want. What they're trying to do is make their British and or not British, but European products more competitive simply by excluding us because we can't comply with them. A good example is the regulation they're talking about where they won't buy food from land that was once forested. Um, well, Australia being a young country, it's going to fall in that bracket probably, whereas unless they go back to the Vikings, it may not for Europe. So, you know, they're the sort of uh, side issues that are going on with this. And at this stage, uh, Row, it's a case of thanks, but no thanks. So where does that leave New Zealand in terms of the not accepting food from once land that was once forest? Well, I would have thought in, in a bit of trouble, but you, of course, the the um, the tonnages that you've accepted are a lot lower. We're going for a lot higher tonnages to make it worthwhile to us. But you know, any young country is going to be caught up in this. Now, the detail of it has not yet been released. They haven't said what when they refer to was once. Well, does that mean two hundred years ago or a thousand years ago? You can bet your life it won't be when Europe was forested. Um, so that, that'll be one issue, but it's not only that, it's also their requirements in Europe for every individual farm to be registered. In Australia, we tend to register our standards as an industry and make declarations as an industry, whereas uh, they want to impose or encouraging Asia to impose requirements for every farm to be registered, which we don't do. So there are a lot of regulatory things they're using effectively as trade tools to try and improve and make their products uh, acceptable and 
make products they can never compete with money-wise are unacceptable. Now, Chris, I understand there's something happening in Australia that we really hope we don't get to this stage in New Zealand, but it is a distinct possibility. You are having to dump your stronger wool due to the prices being too low uh, rather than even storing it. Yes, well, and this is something which, of course, we we're, uh, were surprised about, but the prices now for... For uh, some of the stronger walls, I'm talking about sort of 23 microns and upwards, um, farmers are saying, well, we're just not going to sell it that sort of money, so we'll put it into storage. Well, now the storage has begun to run out. It brings back the old, old um, uh, floor price scheme, which, of course, failed way back when. Um, and so they're saying, well, rather than fill up the stores with all this wool that's probably not going to be worth a lot of money into the foreseeable future, we'll dump it in landfill and, and we'll fill it up with uh, high-quality uh, finer wools that we eventually will get decent money for. So the price has dropped a lot. I mean, even fine wools like 17 micron has dropped from $22-odd a kilo down to $18 a kilo, and that's a big drop, you know, for these for these guys. And uh, they'll weather that storm, but they're certainly not going to weather it waiting out with uh, some of their their uh, stronger wools, which uh, they just aren't going to give them the return they're looking for. Chris, state of O, you've got 30 seconds. Away you go. Well, what a great game. And I'm, I must say, from, from the coach of New South Wales' point of view, Freddie Fittler, I couldn't be more pleased that he got a win last night. He's such a good bloke. He's a good coach. He was hit with a terrible injury toll, which I'm sure affected our ability to win. Um, and we saw some great new players. Young Bradman Best, my goodness, didn't he have a wonderful game? Um, so, look, I think it was a great game last night. It sets us up well for next year. But Queensland's got a wonderful young side that, you know, it's got a lot of time ahead of it. So I think this series just gets better and better, Rowena. Chris Russell, our Australian correspondent, proud New South Wales supporter. Enjoy your victory. Thanks so much for your time. No worries, Rowena.